0: The Locked and Loaded Latinos podcast is part of the Self-Defense Radio Network, all your pro-freedom podcasts in one place. You can find the Self-Defense Radio Network at sdrn.us. Some of the great shows that you'll see there are the Polite Society podcast, Self-Defense Gun Stories, Gun Freedom Radio, Riding Shotgun with Charlie, and many, many others. Thank you so much for being a listener, and we hope you enjoy the show. As always, I'm Rolo, the Puerto Rican pistolero, and I am joined by uh, my beautiful and lovely wife, my muse, uh, Latina, locked and loaded, Johanna. How are you doing this evening, my love? Hi, hey guys. <laughs>
1: Happy 2021.
0: Uh, Joe had a little bit of a headache earlier, so um, she's uh, toughening it out. She's like, she told me specifically, uh, there's no nothing, nothing that can stop her. Uh, so you're going to have to put an show. IV bag in me. Yeah, she'll the need an IV to go, to go. So uh, we're here with you. Uh, w- Happy New Year, everybody. Thank you for joining us this evening. We're glad to, to see that everyone was back um, and, uh, and doing well. Hopefully uh, you all had a great holiday season. A Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, uh, Festivus, Festivus, anything that you, uh, that you celebrate or don't celebrate uh, or time off or uh, during work, whatever. Uh, hopefully, you had a great time with uh, with family, friends, or just yourself. <laughs>
1: For everyone who's going back to work tomorrow, I'm there right there with you. I am so sad it's Monday.
0: Yep. We took a, a long needed uh, vacation. We hadn't been, uh, we really hadn't taken any days off since Shot Show last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, almost a year. So, it was nice to relax. Uh, but now we're back uh, and ready to hit the grind tonight. We're going to talk about a few different things. First of all, the state of 2A going into 2021. Uh, obviously, we have a lot of uh, different things going on and a lot of threats to the Second Amendment. Uh, I spent uh, some time yesterday with uh, uh, gun websites in Clover Tech on the um, uh, Every Second Matters uh, uh, show that he had yesterday, and we uh, brainwashed about a lot of different ideas. So we want to talk about some of the things that we discussed and some of the ideas and plans that we have for our own advocacy going forward in the channel. Uh, we also want to talk about uh, the greater cultural war. This this kind of goes hand in hand with that, and uh, we're we're gonna have a little bit of a review of Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, it we'll, we'll probably have some spoilers. <laughs> Honestly, the, <laughs> the the big spoiler with the review is that the movie wasn't very good. <laughs> so <laughs> we're just gonna throw it out there. Um, so uh, we're we're gonna discuss that kind of what we thought about it and how we. And, uh, there is um there is some two way to throw in there and uh, to talk about um, as far as that movie is concerned and we will close up with a little bit discussion of the NFA because the 21st Amendment is in the constitutional corner today and we know that uh, that was the um, the uh, getting rid of prohibition. So, we got a lot lined up today and anything else that comes up in the chat, but let's start out with the estate of 2A 2 in 2021. Uh, going in there so uh, Joe if you have anything I, I kind of like took over the intro there
1: no it's okay um, actually I got a call from a family member earlier today when I was trying to take a nap for my headache <laughs> um, frantically telling me that on Telemundo they were talking about how all my guns were going to be illegal in 2021
0: Oh, <laughs>
1: and um, you know I just said no don't worry it won't that's not going to happen mm-hmm. but um know, not to worry the elders. But um I did look it up and the Spanish local news and, and national news is um talking about gun control since, you know, this is mostly a uh, you know, it's lots locked and loaded Latinos. Yep. But but um I was actually really surprised that it's being um pretty much said on Spanish media that it's gonna happen. Yeah, and it's being pushed out there. It's being pushed out there. And then I'm I'm reading a quote here, and it says, La necesidad de actuar es urgente, afirmó Michael Sean Spence, director de iniciativas comunicatarias de Every Everytown. So Everytown is uh, saying it's urgent, action is needed. We are in a public crisis, a public health crisis. Of course. That needs to be um, fixed by apparently. Well, that's no
0: surprise. Everytown actually came up, and and I want to give credit to uh, Argo J. I don't know if he's made a post on this yet or not, but. Um, He did bring to our attention that um, I'm going to bring it up right here on my phone. That every town basically uh, came out with a with a with a new uh, advertising campaign or propaganda campaign, as I like to say, where they said Latino children and teens are three times more likely to be killed in a gun homicide than their white peers. So you can take that a few different ways. I take it as that we know that uh, crime in certain areas is obviously higher with uh, different demographics. But I also feel they're trying to say, so I'm not even sure what they're really trying to imply with this statistic, to be honest with you, because even taking it face value, it's like, okay, what what are you trying to say here? That Latinos are irresponsible with guns, that we live in violent places, Um, you know, really, you can take it a few different ways and it's negative uh, no matter what it is. And it comes down to what all these gun groups and what they've, uh, you know, pretty much what every, what all gun control has been about is trying to take control. Uh, audio's a bit low. Let me see if I can uh, do something about that. I was trying to get rid of some echo that we were getting the other day. Let me know if this is better for you, Rain. So um, Sorry for everybody that might have been listening to it a little bit low if it's a lot louder now, but hopefully that works out a little bit better for you. Um, but... Uh, but yes, uh, you know, they, they always try to throw statistics there to try to conflate and tell a different narrative. So here, obviously, they're trying to say, oh, well, Hispanic children are more a threat of gun violence. But there's no context to that. Uh, and it doesn't say, well, wouldn't responsible if they're victims of gun violence. I'm assuming that it's going to be violent crime. It's not gun violence, per se, because that's another tactic that they try to use instead of saying violent crime or, you know,
1: so what's the exact
0: wordage of that? Uh, let me tell you. It's in English and Spanish, so I'll actually read it in, in both. So any of our Latin listeners out there, you can look this up for yourself and check it out. Latin children and teens are three times more likely to be killed in a gun homicide than their white peers. Los niños adolescentes latinos tienen el triple pro- probabilidades de, de ser asesinados en un homicidio por un arma de fuego que sus pares blancos.
1: So you're three likely...
0: Uh, three times more likely. Three
1: times more likely to die by gun violence. Is that what they said? Yes,
0: as their white peers. Now, here's a few different questions, because uh, obviously... Uh, first of all, how do they get that statistic? Because a lot of Hispanics are considered white when, we, we, yeah. do, when we do racial things. So you're all there, either multi-ethnic or you can be a white Hispanic. So first of all, what's the statistic there? Plus, what are they implying? They said a homicide. So... You know, that implies usually a crime. Now, there is a difference between, you know, homicide and murder, obviously, because you can have a lawful murder is illegal. Homicide could be a justified shooting. Um, So obviously, shooting of children is not really a justified thing. So I'm sure that they threw in accidental shootings, things like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But even then, without any context, I would assume it is maybe they're in higher crime areas, but then it would imply, well, you need more. You need to educate obviously people uh, in the latin community and other minority computer uh, communities and how they can defend themselves
1: uh it's it's kind of complicated because there's a lot of factors that it's not of taking course. into account it could be just the fact that you're bringing race into it mm-hmm. which um it might just be a socioeconomic thing yeah okay let's be realistic yeah majority of
0: minorities, minorities tend to live in lower, lower socioeconomic, socioeconomic yes. so and there tends to be more violence in places like that so that's you know
1: is the answer getting rid of all guns no it's the same thing as um you know the whole chicago answer is you know like
0: and and somebody brought up brian quick in the chat gang violence is uh, attributed to a lot of that
1: yeah yeah uh but the answer is not get rid of um guns for law-abiding citizens because maybe you're living in that lower socioeconomic neighborhood and you know there's gang violence and what's you know what can you do you can but see I would even take it yourself. and turn
0: it around because as advocates and especially uh, you know uh, you know Joe and I are obviously Hispanic we're the locked and loaded Latinos and as a minority we need to turn this around because we can't allow ourselves to be used as victims or as pawns or anything like that which is what they try to do to minorities all the time and then they try to make you know essentially white white people feel guilty about it too which is unacceptable so they're, 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 they're pitting two things against each other. They're, they're going for two emotional reactions. And I see this almost as, well, every town, by you pointing this out and you advocating gun control, I'm almost offended by it as a Hispanic because I feel like you're trying to imply that I'm not responsible enough to own a firearm. Or that you feel that you need to protect me from myself. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what you're trying to imply because you've injected race into this. And let's be honest, we know the people that run every town. It's Michael Bloomberg and a lot of organizations, so they're not Hispanic. So you basically have an imposition of, well, I, I think that this is better for you because obviously you're a victim of these things. Uh, so we need to protect you from it because that, that's what we do here in the nanny state. Um, so that's, that's really the, the way that I take it. Uh, so, you know. Oh, uh, Jay, uh, Jay just came in. Uh, Jay, we're actually talking about that uh, that Everytown quote about uh, Hispanic children being more likely to be uh, killed by gun homicide. So, uh, in case you walked in, Argo Jay just came into the chat. But, uh, yeah, this, these are the tactics that they try to use, and this is what they'll continue to use. And this segues into what are some of the things that we're going to do as the locked and loaded Latinos and the, some of the things that we spoke about yesterday with G-Webs. Um, And uh, some of the things that uh, G-Webs and I spoke about and CloverTac as well were how can we break out of the uh, how do we break out of our bubble uh, within the gun community? How do we do a better job at spreading the message? And how do we educate those that are coming into it that there are already resources that exist that we can leverage? Not everybody needs to start something new. There is a foundation there that's been established by a lot of other people that have come before us. And I'm going to I'm going to plug uh, the resource that he shared uh, right here, the Minuteman University, which lets you know if you want to get into advocacy, um, if you want to get into advocacy, then. Uh, then. Oh, there you go. Uh, he's uh, uh, Jay's given us even more, uh, even more statistics here.
1: Uh, Over seven thousand oh, black Americans die by gun homicide every year. At a rate nearly ten times higher than white Americans. Yep, there you go. Hashtag so, we are. We we're, are orange. Yeah, we're, we're orange. We're orange.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's their their color. So again, they try to inject these. There's no context. It doesn't talk about any of the issues. What what happened in these situations? What's the socioeconomic economic status? Uh, you know what what kind of you know was it was it uh, violent crime? Were they accidental? Everything. It's all it's all BS. And they try to conflate this. And try to make you think a certain way without getting the full picture, because they know most people will just see a bullet point and they'll take it for face uh, at face value. So, you know, uh, thanks, thanks for throwing that out there, Jay. Uh, and uh, if you guys don't follow Argo, Jay, he's been a guest on the show. He's one of our uh, best mentors and supporters. Ooh, uh, ooh, ooh! And, ooh,
1: and news, uh, right. January sixth, I think, is this. Oh, Wednesday. that's right.
0: And and to give a plug to Argo, Jay, Argo, Jay is starting his own. Uh, live series uh, the, uh, the A-Game. The, he's going to start this January 6th. Is it
1: the A-Game or the A-List?
0: The A-Game. The A-Game, yes. sorry. Uh, so he's going to start that. He's going to have a lot of nice, uh, great live guests. He's going to talk about what it means to be a Second Amendment advocate uh, and a lot of other life, life stories that only Argo J could tell. So definitely give him a listen. I know a lot of you guys found us on IG, so if you have an account, go ahead and check it out. Uh, and we'll definitely, Jay. will we want to have you on after you have a couple of shows again, uh, so you can check give out, us some feedback about how you uh, how you feel about it. Check out his
1: cool logo thing. Can yeah, you, if see you can it? see
0: it down there. Let me bring up uh, your full screen here. Yep, check there you go.
1: That out. Really cool. Very nice. Really looking forward to it.
0: Yep. So that should be awesome.
1: 8 p.m. Eastern.
0: Uh, 8 p.m. Eastern time, starting on the sixth. So uh, bringing back kind of some resources. Uh, this is something that GWeb's uh, brought up and has built and it's a resource of if you want to get into 2A advocacy, some of the different steps and things that you can do um, as far as becoming an advocate, creating a website, uh, uh, media campaigns, you can have some of the other organizations that exist, um, uh, the lobby groups, uh, activists throughout history. So this is all great work that uh, Gun Websites has done. Uh, check it out there if you want to get into it or if you want to give resources to other advocates that you think they don't know because they they maybe they don't know g webs maybe they aren't in this circle but there are other people that are trying to get into it we need to bring and consolidate as much as we can and this is a fantastic resource and this is um you know to kind of go on a segue from here uh, one of the other things that we talked about is kind of getting out of our two-way silos. So, like, one of the things that Joe and I has always have always said is, just because you're into guns doesn't mean you're into the Second Amendment.
1: Yeah, we are a minority within the, the minority. Gun yeah.
0: So, so obviously, here being on YouTube, I'm sure that a lot of you don't watch just videos, uh, shows like ours that are mostly commentary, but you probably watch a lot of uh, gun reviews, fun gun videos, you know, people blowing things up, going full auto. Uh, uh, things like that going to uh, obviously the trade shows when they were still around um, uh, doing things like that so uh, despite the fact that we are a gun community the Second Amendment advocacy community within the gun community is a smaller silo so sometimes you know sometimes there are channels that focus exclusively on the fun with guns and they kind of gloss over uh, the Second Amendment and we need to do a better job of trying to do cross collaboration with certain channels if we can Uh, Obviously, some people won't be receptive to that uh, because they do their thing and they don't want to get into politics, Uh, even though the Second Amendment really is a fundamental right. It's kind of beyond. It is beyond the political parties. It is something that all Americans uh, and really everyone in the world should have a Second Amendment. But here, at least in the United States, uh, it's something that is apolitical that applies to all of us just for existing here.
1: And should not be left or right issue. It should just be. Yeah, period.
0: exactly. So, uh, you know, cross collaboration is something that we want, but we also want to start getting uh, a little bit outside of the gun community and not mm-hmm. necessarily. I guess I shouldn't say outside of the gun community. I should say too to specific. With, yeah. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the things that we espouse for on this show are obviously freedom, personal accountability, the Constitution, all those things. And we know that the Second Amendment is there to protect all of the other amendments. So all the other amendments, especially those in the Bill of Rights, are equal to and just as important in many ways as the Second Amendment. Especially I would say that the First and Second Amendments are the two that are most important. Because you can't lobby for your Second Amendment rights and educate people on your Second Amendment rights, on, on their Second Amendment rights, without freedom of speech. And vice versa, you can't protect your ability uh, to have freedom of speech without uh, you know, firearms or whatever uh, you know uh, uh, technology that we have that would be an arm whether it's armor guns or in the future laser and plasma weapons whatever we got swords knives all of that uh, they're all armor armor and defensive and offensive arms are all covered under the second amendment if you don't believe that well <laughs> you you can go, uh, go climb up a tree because <laughs> it's the truth but uh, you know we, we need to start doing crossover and actually, I, I don't see her in the chat today, but Caro, I'm, I'm sure that some of you regulars have seen Caro. She's been in the chat. Uh, she actually uh, works with uh, uh, another YouTuber called Eric D. July, Young Ripa. Young he's, Rippa 59? Yeah, Young Rippa 59. I recommend you checking out his channel. He talks about uh, libertarian issues and freedom, and he actually brings it in in a uh, pop cultural sense. So uh, she reached out to Eric, uh, he reached out to us, and uh, we actually, he interviewed us the other day, uh, and uh, we're going to be on his show uh, coming up this week. Uh, It's pre-recorded, but uh, he liked what we were doing when it comes to the Second Amendment uh, and what we talk about, uh, uh, focusing in the Latin community, talking about freedom, and we had a great conversation. Um, uh, Eric's got a lot of viewers, he's been on The Blaze, he's uh, been a contributor there with Glenn Beck and things like that, and he was actually recently on tim pool so hopefully us being on his platform and he's talked about um, the second amendment and freedom Uh, he lives in dallas texas so he focuses more broadly on libertarianism and limited government uh, and educating people on that and tying it in with pop culture he's in a band uh, he produces music uh, he plays video games does reviews on that comics things like that so actually a lot of crossover with some of the things that we've tried to do on our channel as well so great conversation hopefully it'll lead to uh, a little bit more exposure in the second amendment what we do here and it brings into emphasis that collaboration of trying to get in with different channels that believe in freedom but maybe they're not necessarily a second amendment first channel Uh, there are a lot of people out there that are gun owners they believe in the second amendment they even may be second amendment absolutists but that's not their main spiel they they may focus on other things they may focus on the first amendment Uh, they may focus on their hobbies instead and they own guns and they believe that you should have the right to own them and it's just not something they talk about a lot of people don't necessarily talk about politics religion or personal things or they just kind of say like it's something i believe in but i you know i don't it's not my lifestyle to make a channel out of so that's
1: why i try to not that i have a million people following me or anything but i try to tag um broader things Mm -hmm. and hashtags too um i do try to uh tag, besides the Pew Pew stuff, um, conservative, libertarian, and other political things to try to get people who might be like-minded, who aren't mm-hmm. actually looking for that, to start looking at that. Yeah. So that's a good idea to try that out as well.
0: And, and one of the things that I, I've, I personally wanted to emphasize, and I know this may go against the grain of some people that are um, uh, advocates, and I know because there's different spectrums of advocacy, is that we also need to broaden and go with people that believe in the Constitution of Freedom. Uh, Because as important as it is to try to reach out, obviously, we believe the Second Amendment is a fundamental right for everybody. But that doesn't mean that we want to ally with everybody that may believe in the Second Amendment, because there are people out there that believe in, let's be honest, communism, socialism, uh, other other forms of government that they might believe in the Second Amendment, but they may believe it as a means to try to suppress other rights. Um, So that's why. You know, I, I really want to make it clear that we want to associate it with people that, you know, believe in freedom, believe in the Constitution, our fundamental rights to exist. I mean, and, that is
1: that know, is monumental for Rolando to actually go on that branch, because a lot of people who are to a absolutist say everybody. Yeah, everybody. like I'll take
0: communists, I'll take socialists. And I mean, that's fine. They have the right to own guns. Of course. I will never go against that. Is, but the point
1: is, the underlying idea here is of freedom. Yes. And uh-huh. if you're going to use our freedom our Constitution to take away that freedom, then do you really, yeah, are we really on the same side?
0: Exactly, so so we're, we're protectors, and obviously we've been doing advocacy for about a year, um, but we always came to this believing in our fundamental values of the Constitution, fundamental rights, uh, freedom of speech, um, and, and those mean a lot to us, so we chose the Second Amendment to be the platform that we wanted to be advocates for, but really, it's the it's the amendment that allows us to advocate for all others uh so that's why you know we focus on it so much plus you know uh we love guns (laughs) i mean that's just the reality of it um so what better than to try to be uh um so it's uh you know what better way than to go combine our love of rights our advocacy of rights and something that we love uh which is you know uh, obviously, gu- guns, firearms, uh, weapons, armor, all that cool stuff.
1: g Webbs right. in the chat says it's easy to be a commie in a free country, not so much the other way around. Exactly. Absolutely. Yep.
0: And that's why we advocate for free speech because you can say whatever you want. But there does come a time when we need to realize, okay, you can you can have your ideas. You can say what you want. But that doesn't mean that we're going to vote for what you want and allow you to get in power and implement those ideas. But if you want to say them, go ahead. You can yell them out at the street corner totally fine. You can post on social media. So, you're, you're free to express it, but we're also free to associate and ally ourselves with people that are going to uphold those rights as well. And, and you know, unfortunately, we see so much irony um, in um, and, and we actually kind of had this discussion with Eric, and we, when that show drops, we'll let you know, so I don't want to spoil too much of it, because uh, we had some great conversations and a lot of fun. But You know, something that we talked about is how how do we try to bridge the gap and associate the younger generation, the younger millennials and Generation Z um, or the I generation, whatever you call them, uh, with this idea of freedom and having skin in the game, believing in the Second Amendment, believing their fundamental rights and seeing that uh, one of the obstacles that we have is obviously we have it great right now. You know, technology is better than ever. So as we've gained more conveniences, our rights have become, we've allowed our rights to become eroded and we take it for granted because everything is so much better. Uh, I mean, right now, look what we're doing. Um, uh, we're live streaming to you all there. You're watching from all different parts of the country. Um, we're able to bring it to you live. We can bring up different websites, show you things that are going on, take video, uh, uh, bring up tweets in real time. Uh, and all while doing that i could order food and uh, ask a car to be here to pick me up if i need to go hang out somewhere afterwards and uh that's you know caused us to take things for granted so it, it becomes difficult to fight against that so one of the things that we need to start emphasizing is this very platform that we're on so even though every day we're fighting against social media and the uh and the big tech giants for now we still have our freedom of speech on a lot of these platforms they may restrict us, but for the most part, I'm here. They haven't censored me yet. We're small time, but even some other larger channels. A lot of guys are out there. Some guys have been shadow banned, though. Uh, we know a few, Mr. Guns and Gear, things like that. And and you know, people are demonetized all the time, uh, not just in the gun community, but anything that you know kind of goes against the grain or that YouTube thinks will be a threat to their uh, threat to the cash or to the establishment. Um, so you know, we need to continue to fight against that. Uh, I lost my train of thought because I was looking at the chat.
1: (laughs) While you've lost your train of thought, go ahead and gather yourself. This is just a good point to say that the Locked and Loaded Latinos is part of the Self-Defense Radio Network, where you can enjoy other shows like Riding Shotgun with Charlie and uh, uh, Gun Freedom Freedom Radio.
0: Radio. And the Polite Society podcast. Yes. Uh, And many more. So be sure to check out sdrn.us for all your pro-freedom pro podcasts. Thank you very much for bringing that up, Johanna. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. <laughs> I haven't broken out the radio um, uh, guy voice yet, so you guys had a treat tonight. But um, but yeah, th- those are the things that we need to focus on. The culture war... Uh, oh yeah, so here's what was my train of thought. We need to show them how many... Uh, how We've seen celebrity culture start shifting in this country ever since the COVID-19 lockdowns began. Uh, and we've seen... Uh, media obviously video teleconferencing for businesses on the rise and uh, streaming services like Netflix, YouTube, all of the above uh, for video game streaming, Twitch uh, have all seen exponential rise in traffic uh, and that's also brought with it a lot of wealth in these sector in these sectors obviously YouTube second amendment creation content creation that doesn't really make too much money besides you know like everything else the top 1% or whatever uh, tend to make a lot of money uh, and a lot of it was whoever got started early on and, and got things done YouTube monetization is tough nowadays but there are a lot of people outside of the gun community that have made a lot of money uh, in video game streaming things like that uh, so we need to start emphasizing to people hey you've made a lot of money it was solely because of capitalism and being on a platform that allows you YouTube expects, Now, I know we're all going to hate on YouTube, but let's be honest. We can start a channel. We can start doing anything without paying YouTube anything. There are stipulations and restrictions with that, that they can take away things, and they can control us and restrict us. But the fact of the matter is we can do that. So we start this as a starting point for some of the youth that aren't necessarily, they they don't know the things that we know. And we let them know, do you think it's fine that you were able, how do you feel about the fact that you were able to start a channel uh, get out there, monetize yourself, and you were able to do that yourself. They're like, well, I think that's awesome. <laughs> well, that's capitalism right there. These are how you start planting the seeds that you start growing your business, you grow your community, you grow your channel, uh, you grow your outreach, and you bring them in with that way. So that's trying to get them into the uh, kind of the freedom minded uh, aspect. And then you can bring them into everything that's associated with that Second Amendment, First Amendment, uh, all of that because right now we're 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 losing the culture war because that's what we've been fighting uh it may escalate and turn into something else but we've essentially been going through a cultural civil war for decades but really in the past decade we've seen it heat up to the point that uh you know the the republic is in danger and it's been exacerbated by our technologies so uh these are the things that we have to work on we have to work on these mediums we have to find ways that we can relate to the youth and to people on the other side. Uh, and, and it's gonna come with collaboration. You're It's gonna come with collaboration, spreading that message, associating with other people and talking about different things.
1: And that does include getting out of your echo chambers, guys. I know yeah. a lot of us just stay within the echo chamber. It's like my entire Feed on mm-hmm. my IG. I don't really use Facebook. Yeah, but it's all the same people, and I get to see the same ideas and comment on the same you know things. So sometimes it's a good idea to start having those comments on other things. You be the one to go out and comment something to a or progon on mm-hmm. somewhere that isn't expected. Yeah, that's a good way to just plant those seeds and have those conversations where other people aren't just gonna all going to agree with you mm-hmm. unfortunately that does mean you're going to have some
0: you're going to have pushback back, but you know there's yeah no sacrifice no victory um another thing that i'd like to say is um you know as far as uh, other channels that might be pro gun channels gun fun channels but not necessarily pro 2a channels um we're all advocates here, you know, not just us behind the camera, everybody in the chat, we all believe in the Second Amendment, not just having fun with guns, we believe in it fundamentally. Uh, So we need to be messengers, and we can do that heavy-handedly, which is not very effective sometimes, or we can do it subtly, which has been the approach that Johanna and I have used to. At least I th- we think it's been pretty effective in our peer group.
1: Yeah, you're not gonna, you know, what is the expression? You get more bees with honey than with vinegar? Yeah. Something yeah, like that. Yeah, You're not gonna go into an area outside of your echo chamber and just scream, shall not comply, repeal the NFA, just, you know, all the taglines that we all say and expect to be like, oh, oh, hi, yes, I'm a new person that I've never had this conversation with someone else, um, that's a great idea. You know, you're not going to just jump right in and have that conversation. You got to ease into things and relate to people and give the points that can actually like put yourself in their shoes. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess it was easier for us because, well, for me, sorry, Mm -hmm. for me, because it wasn't that long ago. So I can understand the other day. I was actually thinking about, you know, the fact that I'm a gun rights advocate and then that's I could see that idea just from someone else's perspective, like what you're advocating for gun rights. That's so strange mm-hmm. because I can still remember what that's like. Yeah. Um, so you just kind of have to put yourself in those shoes.
0: Well, because even when you say it that way, it's more Second Amendment rights is the appropriate way. Of to course.
1: Say it. But, you know, but you
0: think gun rights. But I've so- said
1: two way rights no, no, to people course, yeah. or I, know. I advocate for the Second Amendment. I've had people look at me like I've got three heads. Yes, of course. I don't know how people pass high school these days. <laughs> <laughs> well, that,
0: that's a totally different story altogether. Yeah. So, uh, oh yes. And, uh,
1: yeah, uh, go ahead and stand up. Yeah. You wanted to see, yeah, uh, Tony's so talking
0: about the, uh, the Tony Simon says hello from planet Lovetron t-shirt.
1: This is so, a classic t-shirt that will apparently be out of, uh, it's getting taken down in February. Um, so go ahead, Tony, if you have the link, throw it up. This is a classic t-shirt once-in-a-lifetime opportunity apparently to get it coming up so be part of this historical yep. branding of tony aka bubbles yep uh you get yours before you can't yes
0: anymore. uh g brings up but we are getting together and growing as two a groups and advocates as never before i totally agree with that and mm-hmm. like i said we're coming in from a new perspective mm-hmm. so we only came in this a year ago so whatever we learned very quickly that there's different cliques, there's different groups, some people are not even associated with one another that we've met and we're like, how do you guys not know each other or have not collaborated or done stuff? Um, and advocacy and uh, gun tube, I guess if you wanna call it, the creator space um, and all of that. And coming in from a fresh perspective, and I was talking about this with uh, G-Webz a little bit yesterday, we still come in from kind of a fan perspective. Uh, i guess you could say or or a follower perspective or supporter perspective even though we're i guess we're kind of in it now and we know a lot of the people that we're like oh my gosh uh these people are, are huge in the community and now we're, we're friends with a lot of those people we've been blessed to do that and we know that everybody's a normal person trying to do their own thing and trying to spread their message but uh but uh we've seen that we do need we've seen a lot more collaboration people are getting together uh, we're seeing a lot more cooperation, different groups. People are supporting one another financially or by plugging each other's work. And it's something that we need to do even more. Uh, we need to get to try to bridge a gap. And there are a lot of guys that do a great job. CloverTack is one of them of trying to spread that variety and, and trying to get not just the gun fund space to be big, uh, but to get the advocacy in there as well. Mm-hmm. And like I was going to say, one of the ways you can do that is like, let's say that you go to one of these other channels um, that don't really focus on the Second Amendment, but they focus on guns and having fun. And let's say they're shooting like a full auto AK-47, you know, with like a drum magazine in the chat, in the comments section, rather than saying you guys don't talk about 2A and it's terrible that you don't do anything for the community. Um, which I don't know if people do that, but you know, I can imagine that's how I feel sometimes, (laughs) but, uh, you can say something like, man, it's too bad that if, uh, you know, Biden takes over as president and all these laws get passed that he's going to try to pass an assault weapons ban. That's going to have magazine restrictions and restrictions on firearms just like that. And you won't be able to use them anymore. And, uh, maybe some people will bite, maybe some people won't, but some people might be like, Oh man, that really sucks. Because a lot of these other channels appeal to uh, younger viewers. They may be coming from video games. They want to see something cool. They don't even know anything about the Second Amendment. They just think guns are cool and they're a lot of fun. And I'm going to watch this dude that's shooting uh, watermelons or blowing things up with guns because it's cool. And it's it's awesome. And I'm watching somebody do some things that I I can't do myself. So you throw those things in there. And and even if it's as basic or as dumb sounding as you're going to lose this content, if these things happen who cares you know you, you have to find everybody has different motivations everybody is on a different spectrum uh, so you have to find ways to hook them in we have a lot of new gun owners right now they came in through fear not necessarily because they understood their rights so we don't necessarily we, we obviously want them to have respect uh, for firearms but not necessarily live in fear You know that we don't want that to be the motivating factor all the time We want them to go from fear to respect to believing that it's a fundamental right to own this tool that they purchased to protect themselves uh, or for whatever reason they have. In most circumstances, all the newer gun owners are because of uh, personal protection. So, you know, those are some of the things that we want to work on. I'm going to take some breath here, Joe. Yeah. (laughs) I kind (laughs) of went on there a bit. So
1: I want to address Brian quick in the chat. He says, riddle me this. If all this new gun buying advocacy is working, and how or why is the most openly anti-two a president about to get inaugurated? Well, I do believe it is working. I mean, to take a perspective like a, a step back, you know, um, take ten step, uh, ten years back, you know, we it's only a
0: question too, but yeah. what is it's that- a loaded question. It is a loaded question, yeah. of
1: course. But mm-hmm. um, remember that 2008 was when we got the two, the Second Amendment actually like clarified because back in 1939 was when. This, uh Supreme Court said that the, it wasn't an
0: individual right. Of
1: course, it was it was about the states yep. um, and a militia for the state. Uh, 2008 is when Dick Heller um, brought it up with the, the Supreme Court and mm-hmm. we got it as an individual right. Yeah, that was only 12, 13 years ago. Yeah, That's and a lot nothing. of people forget that. That's in my granted. lifetime.
0: Yeah. So you can imagine that while simultaneously we have a lot of people that have been in the community or been around the block saying, well, back in my day, I could purchase a gun. Uh, thanks for stopping by, John. Uh, I could purchase a gun, you know, without a background check and have it mailed to my house. That's true. But somehow the Supreme Court did not affirm that you had an individual right to own that.
1: Why are you taking a breath? Take a breath. Relax. So, yeah. Relax no. i
0: I'm, I'm sorry. I just wanted to bring it up. I just <gasps> thought it's intriguing. Yeah. Um, so it's like sometimes the Supreme Court affirms your right or doesn't affirm your right, but then you have more freedom and other times they seem to affirm your right, but you have less freedom in some ways.
1: Yes. So my so. point was that was only 12 or 13 years ago that we even got to that point g has made a good point that the fight for the 2A has been going on for decades. Yep. Um, it's really easy to forget and feel despair um, when we look at what's happening right now. Um, I mean, we've been through having assault weapons ban, okay? We've been through a lot of constant battle for the Second Amendment for gun rights. We're at a point right now, and I think I was extremely dramatic about it all towards the end of the year when I was talking about um, Biden, because I felt like we were taking a step back if we had Biden come into office. Um, But I want to say that it's probably (sighs) reactionary. I think um, you can't forget that there's powers greater than the average human who are fighting against gun rights. Um, You have billions of billionaires throwing down lots of money to try to get this for their own purposes okay Mm -hmm. there's an agenda here yeah this is not something that actually just happens naturally because of the will of the people it's not the will of the people that naturally oh all of a sudden people are against guns it is a bigger agenda with lots and lots of money behind it uh commercials i remember sitting there watching the super bowl last year and seeing a everytown commercial during the super bowl of all things Watching a mother talk about her child who was shot and evoking, trying to invoke a, uh, uh, you know, an emotional response. So that is the culture war that I'm talking about. That that's not something that happens naturally. Okay, that is preconceived. That is orchestrated. That is bigger than any of us. Yeah, it takes time. It takes time. It yeah. takes money, and it's got an agenda. So is advocacy working? Yes, it's working. But we are fighting. It's a war against people. Who like bloomberg
0: yep it is Um, and and i think
1: and if we weren't doing what we were doing it would be a lot worse
0: yeah and i think part of the reason why we're seeing so much more resistance now is because of the success that we're having yeah because you have to understand once you start taking away power from those that have it they're going to become more and more desperate to fight against it and they're going to start using dirtier and dirtier tactics now, unfortunately, YouTube has certain stipulations that you can't talk about the event that happened on November 3rd and some of the things that happened afterwards, but you guys know what I'm talking about. So this goes beyond the Second Amendment. There is an onslaught in our freedoms in this country. So to answer your question, Brian, I think that advocacy is making a difference, but I also think that the other side, beyond just the Second Amendment, the anti-freedom movement, the the totalitarian movement, whatever you want to call it, the statist the status movement, you know, people that want the government to have ultimate control over us and what we can do. Um, they're putting all their eggs in one basket because they know that this was one of the opportunities where there has never been a greater threat to their power in history than what's gone on in the last four years. And they will do anything to stop it. And that's, that my, that's my personal opinion. Yeah, no, yeah. And,
1: and I want to say that's not strictly about guns because a lot of people rightly say that Trump was not a very pro-gun president he was not a pro-gun president yes um he didn't do much to help out but he's talking about their power their their, the risk of their loss of power through someone outside of the establishment
0: correct yes so we know what they're willing to do what they're willing to manipulate i think most people here agree that that we know that fishy things have happened um so using that you have to realize that we we the deck is stacked against us so we're already starting at a point at a disadvantage so even though our efforts are doing well uh, you know uh, we're victims of our own success i think in a lot of ways and we and we'll continue to be victims of our own success because when when you when you try to play by the rules and you end up dominating them they're going to stop playing by the rules and we'll we'll just kind of leave it at that i think everybody kind of knows what i'm getting at here but outside of that let's say Let's say we know there's a lot of things happening this week, January sixth. We know that there's going to be big rallies in Washington D.C., possibly historic. I certainly hope so. I support anybody that goes out there um, uh, to support what's going on on January sixth. That, that's a controversial position in some cases, but that's again my opinion. Um, but let's say the things don't work out. Biden is obviously president of the United States. That's what we need to plan for. Either way, we still need to plan for either outcome, though I think if it goes the other way, we're going to be dealing with other issues beyond just our, our rights. I think there's going to be chaos.
1: It's going to be uh, a you-know-what show. So,
0: so those of us that already are protected and can defend ourselves, it's good that we already prepared. Um, it may happen either way eventually, but, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, so we need to be prepared for those things. We need to be prepared for that eventuality, and we need to be prepared to fight the narrative. Uh, we do have more gun owners than ever, uh, so we need to bridge those gaps again. Uh, collaborating with other people within the gun community that focus only on guns and not a rights. Those that want, that they're that interested, obviously. Um, I guess if you want to say going into common sections and, I mean, uh, I guess the best word is trying to evangelize people. I know it's kind of a religious term, but it's it's effective because that's essentially what we're trying to do. This is something that we believe fundamentally. It's It's a right. Uh, We believe that these fundamental rights are a moral issue for people uh, that you're you're born with these rights. You're endowed uh, by your creator. So in a sense, there is something there is a higher there's a higher calling here when you think about it. It's a big deal. So we need to treat it as such. So but, you know, sometimes those things are heavy handed. People don't like it. So go into comment sections, bring things up like, oh, man, it sucks that there's going to be laws that are going to take these things away. Make it that way. And uh, and, you know start the small way notice that another thing that we brought up yesterday is what is 2a enough uh obviously us in the community would say well you have to be a 2a absolutist well yes Uh, obviously we are i think that's the goal i would love everyone to be that way but i'm not going to yell at people that are not it's the same reason when you go to church you don't like you don't like it when the people that are the most hardcore come up to everybody and say well you're not christian enough or you're not doing enough for that and you're like, hey, I believe what I believe. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I believe in the, in the cause. So, we need to be careful of how we approach that, especially with newer gun owners, because a lot of them are coming in. I just wanted a gun to protect myself. Most of those people uh, purchased probably handguns. I mean, there've been a lot of rifles uh, sold too. Obviously, you can't, you can barely find an AR-15 upper uh, anywhere. Good luck finding an AK at a reasonable price. Uh, so, you know, it, the full spectrum is out there, but. People came in out of fear. So they may not understand the laws. They don't understand everything. They don't understand their rights. So we need to start educating them, give them skin in the game, use their concerns, not necessarily fear but use their concerns as you had a valid reason for purchasing a firearm and wanting to defend yourself. Now let's push into why you have the right to do that and why you should be happy about it and that it's something that you need to continue to defend because there are a lot of people that want to take it away from you. Uh, and maybe you used to vote that way. And, and we do need to be honest with people because both parties in this country are totally jacked up right now. They really don't seem to stand for either of us. Now, one does a better—I think one is totally lost. I think the left is completely lost. The Democratic Party in this country is done. Um, they've destroyed all of their foundations of anything that they believed in. Uh, the GOP is basically a shell, I think. I think they're just frauds. So I think the GOP can be co-opted and still taken, uh, but— maybe it's going to get destroyed now too, depending on what happens. But, um, you know, this is a discussion that we had with Eric too, as a libertarian, it was surprising some of his perspectives on on that, that, you know, is the libertarian party the answer? I don't think it is. Uh, I don't think that they're organized enough. I think they've also been infiltrated, um, by a lot of people that don't necessarily share truly libertarian ideas. They're trying to push the cultural libertarianism while not also standing to property rights, um, and things like that necessarily. So they've got their own issues. Um, But uh, those are the things that, uh, you know, we, we think we need to do. Um, And part of what we want to do at locked and loaded Latinos is we want to continue to bridge that gap. So we want to collaborate with other people that are in the freedom community, not just the gun community and bring in our second amendment perspective. So get them to think about the guns. Uh, Maybe as things get better throughout the country, take other people out shooting that, uh maybe believe in these rights but they don't you know they haven't featured shooting on their channels things like that uh talk about video games which is something that we've always done pop culture today we're going to talk we're going to move into wonder woman 84 here so we want to show that gun owners are everybody everybody the second amendment is for everybody and everybody can practice the second amendment we are everybody we are from every demographic race color and creed uh, we love every, uh, we have every hobby and lifestyle that everybody has. And that's something that we need to do. They portray us as the boogeyman. And we need to get out of that and show them that we're your neighbor. Because that's who we are. We're we're, we're the same as everybody else. And so uh, with that being said, Joe, take me out of this rant. I've gone totally crazy tonight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I'm going to go into the chat. Confucius says, was oh, a couple things. Uh, yeah,
0: definitely. The chat's been great tonight. I've yeah. been Holding back while I'm.
1: Uh, we had a lot to say, and yeah. that's why I didn't want to interrupt you. Plus my headache. So, um, <laughs> Confucius says Congress can carry conceal, even though they're not law enforcement in D.C. Yes, this was uh, about um, the Colorado Congresswoman elect. Well, actually, at this point, yeah, no, elect. Yeah. Bobert. Yes. Um, what's her name? Boebert? Uh, Lauren Bobert. Yes. From Colorado, she uh, wrote a letter to the House leadership Friday, urging them to keep a 1967 rule that exempts lawmakers from a ban on firearms inside the Capitol building. Uh, the letter was signed by 82 other current and incoming GOP Congress members, including Dan Cronshaw, Mo Brooks, Louie Gohmert, Matt Gates, and came three days after 21 Democratic lawmakers asked House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy to change the 53-year-old rule to keep Bo- Bobert from carrying her gun into work. This is exactly what we're talking about. This is exactly what we're talking about. They are running scared. Yep. We are creeping up on them. And why in 53 years has this never been an issue? All of a sudden we have, I believe, I don't know how many, but I know two who ran on Pro2A as their main yep. platform that were elected into the House. Two new, you know...
0: Yeah, reps. Thank you. I'm, yeah. I'm having no, no, a hard time good, with my,
1: my headache talking here. Um completely running on a gun platform if anybody doesn't remember her she's the one who owns a shooter's grill or cafe in colorado and um what's it called uh stood up to that you know what uh, yeah, hat beto, beto. Beto, beto yes that that yeah beta Beto. idiot um he stood up to him because of uh you know the whole you're, you're not going to take my ar thing and she was carrying at that moment and, you know, she was super cool. Um, it was a great, you know, viral video that came out. Um, and, then, you know, she ran on it and hello. Now she's a freaking politician. That's awesome. Yeah. Hopefully
0: we need more people to do that. Hopefully
1: they will stick yeah. true to their their guns, literally. Yeah. Um, and we'll continue to have that um, that strength. But that's my point that we are going harder than ever because they're pushing us harder than ever, too. Yep. Um but we're not going to take it lying down.
0: I mean, look, uh, people are pushing back. I oh, mean, oh, I, oh,
1: oh, sorry. Sorry. I go, go Fuego it. Fuego in the chat. Fuego 612 corrected us. His name is not Beto oh, R- Robert it's Francis Robert O'Rourke. Robert Francis O'Rourke. Sorry, R- my bad. Robert
0: Francis O'Rourke. Oh, hello, lads. I'm Robert Francis O'Rourke. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, he's like, oh, Beto. Hey, hey what's going on, what's bro? Up? I'm Beto. What's up? <laughs> so the
1: only Betos that I knew were from, uh, like, the Hispanic neighborhoods, usually Mexican, like, that's mm-hmm. a nickname. It's so ridiculous. That's why he co-opted. What come that, about wasn't that? That's cultural appropriation. appropriation? Come on. Yeah, exactly. Come on.
0: Uh, of course. It's well, only, you know. They
1: only call it out when it's convenient for them. Jeez.
0: Yep. So, uh, 42 Jill, uh, Jill brings up in the chat, uh, she also showed up for Virginia in 2020 for the Virginia Citizens Defense League Lobby Day. Oh, isn't
1: that coming up Speaking again? Speaking of
0: which, yes, we've got some of the information on that, so let's bring it up. Uh, The Virginia Citizens Defense League Lobby Day is coming up on January 18th, so if you can make it there if you're in the area Or if you're one of those that you can travel across the country, which is awesome uh, Be there help Uh, gun laws have changed in Virginia since the last time Uh, You know, they obviously implemented around the uh, the main capital facility there that you can no longer open carry Um, I don't know if in the current political climate people will be inclined to comply but hey, show up and do what you got to do. You know, I'm not, uh, you're all adults. You can do whatever you want. I advocate for you behaving like adults. And sometimes that's uh, not, not complying. <laughs> but to each their own. But yes, uh, check it out, support it if you can. If there are people that are going there to cover the event, uh, support them. Because sometimes that's the best thing that we can do. Uh, you know, a, a lot of times uh, advocates want to cover things or go to those places. Uh, and it, you know, obviously it takes money, it can be tough but you want to spread the word and get the message out there. Some of you that can't make it because of work or other obligations, try to support those that go out there. Um, you know, if they're trying to get caravans together, same thing for what's going on on uh, January 6th. Um, if you can't make it, try to support people that are going to go out. It's January. A lot of these events is going to be really cold.
1: I saw that there's um, uh, fundraisers and, and, and they're... Yeah, for blankets and Yeah, blankets. like that. Yeah. This
0: specifically on the 6th, but you can do this for the VC CDL. That's going to be in January 18th. It's probably going to be a cold day. So if you can support people out there, you know, making sure that people are warm, getting coats, things like that. If they're coming from different parts of the country where they may not have cold weather, that's what we can do. Um, If you can't support with your physical body being there, you can support logistically, and that's always extremely important. Uh, Especially as we go into this into 2021, things might become more dangerous. There's gonna be more pushback um, uh, for advocating and fighting for your rights. So trying to create these networks, connections, and helping each other out. Yeah, don't uh, go out there by yourself. Um, yeah, don't don't. I mean, it's great if you want to go to a rally and things like that. But we need to be a little bit more cognizant that there's going to be more opposition in certain places than ever before. People trying to make uh, gun owners or freedom advocates look bad, look like the boogeyman. So make sure you've got a group of friends that are going or that you link up with somebody online. Uh, you know, things like having first aid, having communications, having uh, plans to get there and to leave. Uh, You know minimizing your footprint things like that. It's very important some of it sounds tactical military because those strategies work Uh, And you should do that, you know in any large event that you go to but especially any event like this that has to do with politics Advocacy
1: or anything like that
0: Uh, Especially after the year that we've been through you know, you can expect anything to happen intentions
1: will be high Oh, yeah, Yeah. for sure don't antagonize people. You don't Mm -hmm. have to
0: yep So and that's why you want a group of friends, too. People can keep each other in check and cool. Be like, hey, we got to chill, man. Let's get out of here. Deescalate
1: the situation.
0: Exactly. Deescalation is an extremely important part about self-defense. If you never have to pull out your gun and you can use your verbal judo, um, I'm sure you guys have heard that on on another channel before, or or anything that you can get out of it uh, without having to pull your gun out, that's the best situation at the end of the day.
1: I also wanted to mention in the chat, Santiago Nieves, Jr., Welcome back. I yeah, in well, a we missed you, Santiago. Good uh, to see you back. He posted um, information about something going on in New York, COVID detention camps being created in New York State.
0: I t- started talking about Joe about this a little bit earlier. I don't know too many details yeah, about that. Yeah, I have that, to read but, more about it. But, but it seems wow. like they can basically um, detain you if they suspect that you're uh, infected with uh, COVID-19 or...
1: Um, I'm actually shocked this hasn't already happened. Like...
0: Yeah. Yeah. It it seems like it's kind of like they've tried to do that, but but now they're they're pretty much putting it out there. I don't think that will be constitutional. But as we've seen part of the problem that we're reaching right now is that the courts either don't want to be involved in things or when they do get involved, the executives of certain states don't seem to care. So what's the solution there? Is it up to the people to rise up? Is it up to the federal government to intervene when states are violating constitutional rights? Uh, is the Fed now going to, in the transition of power, going to basically help those states violate constitutional rights going forward? Is it going to be up to our state legislatures and, and and free states, so-called free states, to set an example?
1: I feel so bad for New York, too, because I'm a former New Yorker, and it's just the population density is so high in the city that it completely overshadows the will of the rest of the state. Yeah. And. I mean, everybody. Then you kick
0: man, uh, the Manhattan and the boroughs out of uh, yeah. the five boroughs out, pretty much. Keep half of Long Island throughout the Hamptons because that's where all the elites are. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so. GWABs in the chat says no one, no project can pay to promote themselves as much as they need. So repost links, videos are going to be very useful with as much as we can going to be bombarded with. Yeah, everything yep. that's going on in the um, upcoming events we're talking about. Repost stuff. um, And you guys are more
0: important than anything else. That's what we've said. um, That one of the reasons that we love doing a live show, and even in people that don't do live show, their comment sections are important too. You guys are important because you guys give us information. You correct us if we say something wrong or if something came up um, that just is breaking news that we haven't seen. uh, Anything like that. Or even letting other channels know like, hey, we think these guys are cool. You should collaborate with them. You know, come on their show or you should invite them to your show. Uh, Things like that. Like we made the connection with Eric July because of that. Obviously, um, Hank Strange invited us onto his podcast a few months ago and that inspired us and and, uh, allowed us to gain the confidence to feel that we could have our own show and spread our own voice that way. So you guys are essential uh, as part of the process and we try to bring topics that we think that you'll enjoy and also things that you can spread out and share with other people because honestly, it's a team effort. Uh, we believe in individualism and individuality, but we still need to work as a team because we are fighting against a side that believes in collectivism. And they're going to have an advantage in spreading the message uh, if we don't come together as a team on on the uh, principles that we believe in. So, uh, should we start moving to Wonder Woman 84? Sure. Here's my <laughs>
1: review of Wonder Woman 84. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> True story. That ruined my day. Did we watch it on Christmas Day or the day after Christmas Day? We watched
0: it the day after Christmas. So, oh, for anybody, if you haven't watched it and you really want to watch it. Spoiler alert. Spoilers here. Here, You may want to stop watching
1: the show. Here, let me do do you a favor. Don't watch it. If you don't want your day to be ruined, don't watch it. If you haven't watched it already. There you go. You're welcome. (laughs) But we'll tell you why it sucks.
0: Yeah, so... We'll give you the big picture now. For those of you that might have been afraid, Wonder Woman. We love the original Wonder, the first Wonder Woman. I should say, not the original, the first one with Gal Gadot.
1: Well, I love the original um, too.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, we thought it was great, good movie, pretty top, uh, pretty solid. I would say it was like a B plus as far as uh, the superhero movies that I saw. My concern was that they were going to turn it totally woke. I almost wish it was woke because that would have been a valid excuse for. I don't even know. At least it would have been like, well, okay, I understand it sucks because it's woke. They politicize all that stuff. No. The real problem with Wonder Woman 84 is that, okay, let's say that you went to a child and you told them, I want you, you're you're a fan of Wonder Woman, aren't you? And the child says, yes. Yeah, I love Wonder Woman. She's awesome. I want you to write a story with Wonder Woman and we're going to make it into a movie. That's what happened with Wonder Woman. It is a script that a child wrote. Uh, I've never, f- I haven't really felt this way about a movie. I'm usually pretty easy on movies, especially comic book movies, if they don't go political and woke. She's got her one liner, like, we'll throw it out there as us gun people and fighting I wanna the see culture. It. I want to say it. I want to say it. I want to say it.
1: Okay. So, in early on. Pretty much uh, the first
0: scene you see it in the trailers in the shopping mall.
1: Yes. Yeah, so yeah. basically, if you want to get the best out of Wonder Woman, watch the trailer, like the extended trailer with yeah. the, uh, <laughs> yeah. what's it called? What's the song that we love the, from the 80s? A Blue Monday. Yes, by the way, no, they did not play that song at all. It was an epic, epic cover oh, of they that. Oh,
0: wasted, they wasted so many opportunities to put good 80s music uh, in this movie, too.
1: Dude, I'm an 80s kid. Like, I was waiting for it, and it was like, all they did for 80s was make fun of the fashion, and that was pretty much oh, and it. and they made it
0: campy. So they changed the tone of the movie to make it like it's an 80s funny movie, which doesn't show. So they yeah. tried to make it an 80s sort of movie, but not a movie that took place in the 80s. Facts. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So um, where am I going with this? So it's the the scene that you see in the trailer where she's kicking some butt uh, fighting in uh, the shopping mall. And then there's this just like I literally cringed. And I don't know, I had some like yeah. ugh, reaction when yeah, I she, watched it. Oh, it was she just used so her
0: funny. lasso to, like, whip one of the uh, bad guy's pistols.
1: She's got the gun, and then she cracks the magazine in her hand. And she goes, looks at the camera and says, I hate guns. And what was my reaction? True story. Uh, like, I'm one of those people you don't want to If you want, like, a silent movie experience, don't watch a movie with me because I'm going to be, <laughs> like, constantly just like, what, what was that? What was she's that? She's
0: great. She's like a commentary track. I love watching movies with Joe.
1: <sighs> so... I literally just like threw my hands up in the air. I was like, seriously, if I was Wonder Woman, I wouldn't need to have a gun. Must be nice to have superpowers, lady. But Imagine I don't.
0: know so. And you can turn things in. Exactly. Apparently.
1: Yeah. So, dude, that pissed me off to like no end. Yes, Gal Gadot is you spelled her name wrong. Gal Gadot is fire. I love her. I love her. I loved her even back when she was in the Fast and Furious. She's amazing. But the writing was terrible. And I hated that little, like, you had to freaking put that little line in there. Really? Come on, Hollywood. Yeah. Plus, she was in the military, the Israeli military. I wonder how she feels about guns. I don't know. I haven't asked her. But I have a hard feeling, have a hard time thinking that she would be anti-gun, being yeah. in the military.
0: Yeah, but you know how it is.
1: But you never know. But,
0: but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But so talk w- about the rest of the movie. The, that the movie just, really, yeah. the whole okay. premise of the movie is that um, uh, Kristen Wegg, she's the other secondary uh, character in the movie, she kind of becomes uh, Gal Gadot Wonder Woman's like friend at the Smithsonian Museum where they both work, and she discovers this stone that essentially
1: it's a monkey's paw.
0: It's a monkey's paw. It, it it grants people's wishes, and there's always a caveat behind it, and that's the entire premise of the movie: that people can wish for whatever they want. And the uh, and the main uh, the main baddie, who's really not that bad of a guy when you think about it, he's like a bad juju. He's not like an evil take over the world. It's almost like he gets sucked sucked into the power of this, which they never explain. Pedro Pascal, who is the Mandalorian, uh, for those that don't know, uh, he's like some business guy trying to, like an oil baron that's running a Ponzi scheme. So it's very 80s. I know they made him look kind of like President Trump with his hair, but he's not really like Trump-like in a lot Mm -mm. of ways. He really isn't. I I mean, maybe, maybe some of the visual parallels and like, I want power, but it's a really extreme caricature, I think, of just your typical 80s wall street uh robber baron ponzi guy um uh, barry madoff kind of dude that's how i think he is he's more of that kind of character uh they don't really go too deep in the politics besides the gun stuff and whatever is happening between the ussr and the united states which is kind of minimal so he basically wishes to become the, the the stone and have the power to grant wishes he pulls a jafar for those of you that watch Aladdin. um and so he basically gets the caveat. So people can he can grant people's wishes, but he gets to choose whatever the caveat is, and it becomes obviously as ridiculous as you would think. Um and really it just there are just so many inconsistencies with the writing, the pace of the movie, how they make the 80s. It was a very serious it was a the first Wonder Woman had a very serious tone. And I feel like they tried to do what um, Thor Ragnarok did, which you can do that with Thor because Thor is a fanciful character. He's a Viking that lives in space. It's already a preposterous. It's already preposterous. And I get it. Look, Wonder Woman's an Amazon. She's got superpowers. All these premises are pretty crazy and unrealistic. But you set up the character to be a pretty serious character in the first movie. Um, she's basically infallible moralistically. And then you throw her into this movie and it's, just kooky. That's really what it is. It's a kooky movie. Uh, they took, like I said, the '80s aesthetic, and rather than saying it's in the '80s, it's more like this is the stupid stuff about the '80s, and we're gonna film a computer through the lens of that. Uh, the CGI was terrible in most of the instances that w- it was yeah. in. Kristen Wegg eventually becomes Cheetah. She looks yeah, she horrible. Yeah, Jay just
1: brought that up. I mean, that didn't even look like Kristen Wegg anymore. Yeah,
0: it, it, they didn't even. Yeah, it, it was just bad. Uh, I will say that uh, Kristen Wiig and Pedro Pascal did do a good job Fantastic with what actors. they did.
1: Mm-hmm. They,
0: their acting was good, but it was just a ridiculous premise.
1: And in no way does um, this taint my view of Gal Gadot. The woman can do no wrong in my eyes. Yeah, until They've, she don't says wanna, something. Until, we, yeah. No one tell me. No <laughs> one tell me she says it. I want to I take wanna. all your guns away. No. <laughs> I, don't, I won't believe it.
0: Uh, so, but... Uh,
1: Oh, you want to talk about the whole, like, the creepiness of, of...
0: Oh, yeah. So now, okay, so there's another subplot. Obviously, if you've seen the trailers, if you're still here, you don't care about being spoiled because we spoiled the main premise of it. It's a happy ending, so all these movies are. So there's really nothing to spoil. This, this, this story really accomplishes nothing for Wonder Woman except that she gets her invisible jet. That's really... When you think about where we started and where we ended, as far as Wonder Woman affecting herself, I just want to
1: know. Okay, the, the, there was so many holes. Like, yeah. I'm not even gonna touch that. Yeah. That whole story with the freaking jet. But, um, oh, you know what? She doesn't even need a jet. She can fly now. She's Superman oh, now. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. Apparently, she learned how to fly uh, throughout the movie, uh, which is really, really stupid. But okay. So is Steve her guy's name? Yes, or, Steve. Yeah. I see. I, I'm always going to Chris confuse Pine's him. character. I'm always going to confuse him with Steve Rogers because he's a World War One. soldier, pilot. I know, but then Steve Rogers obviously is Captain America and he fought in World War II. Yeah. So I'm always going to get these guys confused. I'm going to call him Steve Rogers probably. So people are going to be like, wait a second, Wonder Woman's with Captain America? (laughs) They're totally different universes.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, But anyway. So. So, Chris Pine's character. So, before Gal Gadot realizes that the stone can grant wishes, they just think it's some sort of myth, she grabs the stone and she thinks to herself, uh, oh, she flew in comics. Oh, okay. So there, I didn't know that she did that. Then why does she need the invisible jet?
1: I don't know about that. I always see it's never consistent. consistent. I was okay. gonna say I feel like I've seen Superman carrying her around.
0: Yeah, and she uses the jet. Now I've seen her ride the lightning before. Yes, that that's that, different. Yeah, but that's now totally she's just
1: different. flying in, in perfect. Yeah, yeah in good no, weather. but she
0: was like flying, not like whipping around. That's the problem. Like she was flying instead of like falling with style. She couldn't even pull a Buzz Lightyear. Come on, give me a break here.
1: <laughs> anyway so we're going back to Steve so
0: yeah so Steve essentially he didn't get resurrected like how the movie show his soul actually came back to life and possessed another man that lived in 1984 he's like an engineer and architect I think so a lot of people are bringing up that that's kind of messed up because while well, you know they, they 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 made love they did the nasty so Several they're times. like so they're like oh my god she had unconsensual sex with a man that was possessed I don't even have a problem with that. It's the fact that, no, well, that's already gone further beyond. It's the fact that she was okay with, oh, your soul took over this dude's body and I really don't care to take my wish back until she had to. And the theme ultimately goes that, see, this is me looking at a greater political theme here, but eventually there's a turning point where Gal Gadot is, her her cost, see, I thought the cost of her monkey's paw wish was the fact that her, she did something. Badly. The, her lover's soul inhabited another man's body, and he essentially took over his life. That seems like a pretty bad thing to me, especially Wonder Woman being okay with it. Like, well, this dude lost his life, but I get my, I get my man back, so I'm cool with it. I'm happy. Who screwed this other guy? Nobody will ever miss him. So I thought that was a big enough problem, um, but you know, they just take it. Uh, <laughs>
1: that was never even like she had no remorse. She never. She, over never, that.
0: she never felt bad for that. It was actually her consequence was that she lost her powers so throughout the movie she's becoming weaker and weaker that allows kristen Wiig's character which her wish was that she wanted to become like gal gadot she didn't know she was wonder woman but the paw apparently the, the the crystal knows so she got wonder woman's superpowers essentially as the movie went on and wonder woman lost her powers so in the end the only reason that gal gadot got rid of her powers was because of the world needing to be saved. She gave no crap about the individual dude that her, her that you know her boyfriend had basically stolen his life and his agency. So me being the crazy dude that I am, that I go on crazy rants. I'm like, so they chose collectivism, the will of the collective versus the right of the individual. So Gal Gadot could not be swayed by caring about the right of the individual. She could only be swayed by caring about the rights of the collective. That that's my big political spiel there. So, so
1: yeah, so yeah, monkey's
0: paw is a euphemism because essentially the crystal does what the Mon- the monkey's paw is a short story. I forgot who wrote it, where essentially you can you you have wishes that can be granted, but there's always some sort of negative consequence to them. So you can wish for, I want all the money in the world, but you're going to lose your health, something
1: like that. Yeah, basically. there's always a consequence.
0: Yeah. Them.
1: So anyway, summation, it wasn't that good. The CGI sucked. It was poorly written. It was written by the director of the first movie who was yeah, also directing it, it the second
0: one. Undermine Wonder Woman's character.
1: Undermined her character. She's not infallible. She's kind of, you know.
0: And uh, she didn't learn a lesson because in the end I I think it would have been better if she felt guilty. Mm-hmm. Like, "Oh my god, I can't believe that I was so selfish that I would choose to sacrifice this guy's life, this random person to have my my boyfriend back." But no, it was like, "No, you got to you, you need to get your powers back." So, you know, that's that's why you have to give me up. So I
1: would say save save the twelve dollars. But oh, um, well, if
0: you already have HBO now, I was going to say,
1: but oh, movie theaters aren't open and (laughs) they're not going to open again. Now that Warner Brothers has said that all of their movies that are coming out in twenty twenty one will be streamed on HBO Max. So no more movie theaters for us, guys.
0: It seems like the industry is starting to move that way
1: um so yeah so i hope you enjoyed our bashing of wonder woman 84 i hope it does have a uh
0: if anybody can confirm to i'm a nerd just like i'm sure that you guys all do this when you're watching a movie any gun that shows up you try to identify it joe knows i do this all yeah, the time so it's, it's a fun game uh i also tried to identify wonder woman's uh jet and it's in between either i'm pretty sure it's a panavia tornado which is a um a European like fighter bomber, it's kind of like the F one eleven. It could be an F one eleven. It's a two side by side, jet that she supposedly stole from the Smithsonian. But you know, uh, but yeah, we'll see. So if somebody can identify that, I'm pretty sure it's a Panavia Tornado though, and not an F one eleven R So
1: Jay says in the chat, our theaters are open. Ours are too.
0: Yes, but, but but the industry, if you've seen rumblings, Warner Brothers said that all their big budget releases are going to go straight to streaming now. Um, obviously, Regal and uh, AMC, which are the two biggest theater um, theater companies in the country, have been kind of talking about closing a lot of theaters down, moving that way. Now, right now, this is kind of going on a tangent that has nothing to do with the Second Amendment. Um, the um, movie industry, the studios, can't actually own movie theaters. I don't know the exact regulation, but they cannot. So word on the street is that what the long con is for some of these companies is that they want to drive AMC, uh, Regal, and the other large uh, United. I think they got bought out anyway by one of those two. uh, All the large theater companies to basically go out of business so that they themselves can go to the regulators and go to the government, which, again, the government chooses the winners and losers here, apparently, because America is really a socialist country already. (gasps) Oh, no, you guys didn't know that, did you? (laughs) uh because of our regulations but that they'll basically allow those companies to go bankrupt and the studios will be like oh my god but people need movie theaters let's start our own so you may in the future have disney movie theaters warner brothers movie theaters what uh is, amazon theaters netflix theaters that is going to be theaters. so annoying it's it's yes. may be
1: like oh i want to see that new blah 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 movie oh wait which studio makes it well yes. i can't go to the one 5 minutes from my house because that's As the only show disney
0: movies yeah so uh, that's, that's a rumor that, uh, of how people think that the economy may change in the film industry. So, uh, something to look out for. Um, you know, it is what it is. It kind of sucks. Going to the movies was something that we, uh, that I definitely loved growing up. I used to go multiple times a month with my family and Joe and I used to go, um, when we could, <laughs> but now it's like, well, it is back when we
1: there are. was, you know, dates back
0: in my day, back in my day when, uh, people used to meet in person.
1: Uh, I do want to say something in the chat. Santiago Nieves Jr. Uh, a little while back was talking about his time. He's a vet. I was stationed in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba in 1982 to 1984. Marine Corps, was ground defense force. I loved it there because I was able to MWR to Puerto Rico to visit my family in Aguadilla and Naranjito. That's awesome. Oh, awesome.
0: Uh, I, do you have some, I, I do have a, a one degree of separation from, from Guantanamo as well. Yeah, my dad's military service uh, dealt with a lot of that when it was uh, Camp X-Ray, the beginning of the war on terror. So, <clears throat> so yeah, small world, Santiago. I'm I'm beginning to think that uh, that we we probably know some of the same people, <laughs> that we run in the same circles. It could happen. As Did possible. I ever tell you the
1: story that one of my patients had like the same last name, and I was like, ha ha, funny, funny. Yeah. Like we're probably cousins, and then we like actually got to talking, and we really were like their cousins <laughs> twice removed or something. And I was like, what? So, yeah. And then she ended up working for my dentist. So it was even more small world. So you would never know. Yeah, that's the true. Guys could that's be like, it you know, like friends of friends of someone your dad knew. Yeah, know. it's true. Argo Jay in the chat says, I'm going to miss sneaking KFC meals into the theater to avoid paper." people. <laughs> <movies." laughs> You're one of
0: those dudes. My mom would come in with a huge purse because they wouldn't check purses back then. So uh, she'd come in with a huge purse with all our snacks and all that stuff. We'd buy the candy at the Walgreens across the street because they sell it for like four for a dollar or whatever crazy deal they had.
1: Yeah, I was never into eating during movies because I like, guess it distracts me. I would eat it all before, like really? during the trailers. Well, and then, sometimes,
0: like, yeah, that happens with the popcorn. Yeah. It's usually run out, so it's like, oh, man, that sucks. So,
1: so yeah. Viva Aguadilla, my hometown. Oh, there a lot you of Puerto go. Ricans. Wow, we
0: got a lot of Puerto Ricans. I'm, I'm from that area, Puerto Rico. That's awesome. Glad to see the Boricuas presented in here.
1: So, you interrupted my thought For was about Wonder Woman real uh, quick. I just really, you know, as much as we're crapping on it, um, I am really hoping that they make a third movie and that Patty Jenkins is nowhere near that movie, so she can't She can it direct
0: out. it. She's an okay director, but she can't write.
1: As long as she's not in charge of, of the studio for CGI either, because that was terrible.
0: Yeah.
1: But, yeah, I would love them to do, um, you know, some movie series have a, a miss, you know. Yeah. Usually it's like the last one, but sometimes it's the middle. So hopefully this will just be a an oopsie and they continue on because the first one was fantastic. We'll,
0: we'll see. We'll see how they double down um, on it. Uh, sometimes nowadays they just kind of double down. And they say, well, screw you. We're just going to keep doing this. Yeah. Uh, especially if they got a lot of views on HBO Max. So they might not care that it um, kind of like Star Wars, what they did to Star Wars. Like uh, they kind of just didn't care. Now they're trying to recover Star Wars and maybe they'll have a chance. Um, those of you that watch The Mandalorian, um, if you like the finale, uh, hopefully they can help recover Star Wars after that, um, but uh, we'll see. We yeah. shall see.
1: Oh, we never got to... I was going to talk about pro-gun celebrities, but I kind of forgot. No, you can
0: go for it. You can bring it up.
1: I did want to say Jay's t- going on and on about the candy sneaking into theaters. Um, I thought it was really funny that they would always... I, I was not, I was not really into sneaking candy, mm-hmm. like, because, again, it was, like, distracting to me, whatever. But sometimes, you know, whatever, sometimes I would have food in my purse. I usually have some food in my purse. Mm-hmm. You know, we women, we, we, like, have that survival thing.
0: Yeah.
1: um But down in South Florida, they check our purses for uh, weapons. So, I mean, I don't know if you remember this, but yeah, for the last few parkland. years, yeah, yeah it was, uh, they was, would, they would, they wouldn't pat you down. That's funny. Yeah. So, of course, I wouldn't purse carry to the theater. I would you know, pennies carry. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. they would like check my person to be like, and what? But yeah, that's pretty funny. Yep. They would do that. Um, anyway. So real quick, I don't know why uh, I have this up, but I have 25 plus pro gun celebrities. I guess it's because I was thinking about, we were talking about the culture war and supporting people and the first amendment. And, you know, it pisses me off. I don't know how Gina Carano, speaking of star Wars, I don't know yeah. how she feels about guns. I'm, I have yet to see any proof of her, being one way or the other
0: she seems pretty pro but she
1: is pretty pro freedom and conservative bent maybe so if if i were gonna go on a limb i've seen her act in gun movies and i would say if i had to be a betting person i would bet on her being pro 2a oh
0: yeah yeah i think so
1: um so i am really glad that the uh co-stars of hers in star wars have been standing up for her mm-hmm. for anyone who doesn't know she's you know said some things um on her twitter on her basically Instagram. talking about
0: the election election fraud and talking about to um um uh, uh the vaccinations and all that stuff
1: yes yeah so um and then she got a lot of flack for it people were calling to cancel her um and telling disney to ban you know to to can her and so far they haven't and props to Gina because this has happened to a lot of people who who this has happened to they tend to
0: cancel they tend
1: to no they tend to cave
0: yeah yeah. they tend
1: to cave and i think that's you know like i understand the pressures it's like well they're messing with my money you know i don't want to get canceled i want to stick to being a popular person in hollywood so most of them came. I'm sorry to say it happens. And um, I'm not gonna name any names, but they do. And yep. but Gina has not. She was basically like, screw you guys and double down on it and she mm-hmm. kept posting. And um, I, th- I think that's great. Uh, so hopefully I won't find out later on that she's anti-gun or anything like that mm-hmm. after giving her so many props. But I do think it's important um, that you know, if that happens to you, whether it's you know friends of yours on Facebook who like crap on you for having your own opinions, or if you're a celebrity, to stick to your guns and because that's your opinion. Literally
0: and figuratively.
1: Yeah, legally and figuratively stick to your guns because that's your opinion. This is the United States. We're allowed to believe whatever we want, okay?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Be yep. nice to people. Yeah, that's it. They can't be nice to you, block party. Anyway, so I was thinking about it. I was actually looking up is Gina Carano Pro 2A and I couldn't find it. Uh, but I did come across this interesting list of 25-plus pro-gun celebrities that I was going to share with you guys. Some of them, uh, I was reading this before the show, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, say what? Every five minutes because um, some of these people had no idea. Some Obviously, I did know. But um, just to run through the list, Jeremy Renner from uh, Fame of Hawkeye. Uh, he actually has a... A pretty
0: bold, a pretty, I would say it's a pretty pro-gun statement.
1: Yes, his statement after Sandy Hook mm. was... Taking guns from people is no answer. I own guns and I want to keep it that way. But guns don't kill people. People kill people. Blaming movies or video games is no actionable solution.
0: This, I actually want to bring this up right now. Uh, this may cut this short, but I think this is a very important point to say. Mm. That one of the things that we need to avoid in the gun community is trying to scapegoat another community when people start trying to blame us. So, one of the things that we've seen is that uh, it's almost like what whataboutism. So, we know that there isn't a correlation with video games and violence. There's been a lot of studies that have shown that. A lot of the times that you're going to see people that commit violent acts have a lot of other issues involved. Uh, we all watch movies. We all play video games. We go to the range. Does that make us any more violent or do anything like that? There's no correlation with that. So... Um, I've seen it. I've seen it from the right. You see it from a lot of politicians. They'll immediately say, well, guns aren't the problem. we got to address violent video games, uh, music with curse words, and uh, pop culture, violent movies. That's all BS, too. Now you're attacking the First Amendment. So now you're trying to go after the First Amendment to protect the Second Amendment. That's BS. You don't go after any of the amendments at all. You don't go after any rights. If you cannot, which you should be able to very easily defend the second amendment on the merits without trying to use whataboutism and throw some other category in there, then you're doing a pretty piss poor job if you ask me of defending the second amendment. Because trying to infringe other rights, not an excuse. So uh, sorry, Joe, I just kind of wanted to throw that in there because that's something that I've seen that people do, that it's a defensive tactic. It's like, no, we can defend the second amendment on its own merits. We don't have to throw away uh, other rights or other subcultures or other people's interests uh in doing so and you're not going to gain any winners because you hear that young people are going to say well screw you i'd rather have my video games than then you having your guns now obviously that's that seems like a stupid argument but they're not pro second amendment yet they haven't been educated so when you start trying to say well your stuff sucks and you're the one that's causing the problem instead of saying like no none of this is the problem you're just trying to take away our rights which is the entire argument uh, don't use scapegoats. Don't use whataboutism if you don't. Uh, obviously, you should really never use it. It's a weak tactic, especially when we have the facts on our side. But there's much better ways to do things than to just throw like, I'm going to throw your junk in your face or I'm going to throw somebody else under the bus so that you uh, get distracted. Because I can't articulate my own point. I'm, man, I'm just angry. <laughs> so sorry, Joe. I kind of I wanted to throw that in there. No, that's that's pretty that's important.
1: Cool. Uh, Jay broke my heart said that Gina Carano's anti-gun. Oh, no! I don't know if it's true. I'm trying to look it up. I can't find it.
0: Maybe she's anti-gun in the movie. I don't know. Maybe no, she had that I line. Did you watch Hobbs and Shaw? I don't think I did. I don't remember if you did.
1: Um, I'll just say, if you're an action star and you made your money off of shooting in movies and seeming like you're a cool badass, um, yeah, that's called hypocritical. Yeah. So, yeah, that's all I have to say. I mean, there's tons of Hollywood stars who are like made their billions and millions on, on action movies, and they come out, Of course, and then they say that guns are bad. It's like, okay. Anyway, to continue my list, uh, I'm not going to go heavy-handed on a lot of these. Uh, James Earl Jones. Uh, he says he's not into the NRA, but I have my right. Uh, what did he say? But believes in my right to have a gun in my house. Amber Heard. She's, <laughs> She's the, crazy. The crazy, who uh, <laughs> apparently she really likes guns, um, that was married to Johnny Depp, and apparently they beat each other up. Her preferred gun is a 357 Magnum. <laughs> and that's all. And she said, I am definitely pro gun I'm just going to skip that one. Joe Perry of Arrow's fame. He says he's an old school Republican. And the bottom line is the Constitution is what it is. And I stand by everything that is in it right now. Some of the statistics show that some of the safest places in the country are places where law-abiding citizens are allowed to have firearms. Who
0: is that that said that? Joe Perry. Joe Perry, wow.
1: Yes. Chuck Norris, no surprise there. <laughs> yeah,
0: we know he's Uh. uh
1: yeah, so I'm not even going to say anything about that. Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie was a surprise to me because aren't they like super woke?
0: I don't even know. I think, see, part of the problem that we have with celebrities is that when we're getting more and more of them, I think that um, as more and more of them are coming out as, as showing their, their political uh, colors. So James Earl Jones, uh, 42 Children, the chat says, James Earl Jones bought a gun from Walter at Safety Farmer, Hey, the firearms
1: oh very Jane, cool you didn't say that then who who then i misread your statement about uh the Hobbes and shaw thing hopefully I'm, I'm hoping i misread your statement so hopefully that's not okay so i take it back gina carano is still a question mark okay i'm gonna go back to pretending that i know that she's pro 2a then mm-hmm. okay you heard it here first she's not not i mean she's... amber heard
0: was on top gear talking about guns with jeremy clarkson
1: you don't say so here's the thing about brad pitt and Angelina. This is they're not just apparently like into guns. They're like super into guns.
0: Like they built their own range. like they their built house, so.
1: their own indoor range in their house yeah. into guns. So I don't want to hear them. Um, but but again, see the problem.
0: The real problem that, that, that we run into is the rules for me, but not for these. exactly. It's like, well, uh, you, you all have to go into lockdowns and things like that. But I'm going to have parties at the uh, what was it? The French the French Laundry. Yeah, Newsom. I'm going to have parties at the French Laundry multiple times. At. And uh, and and I'll have security guards with uh, fully automatic weapons that were built after 1986. But uh, but you peons have to go through this entire process to buy such things and pay like twenty thousand dollars, or just never get your fully automatic weapons at all.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you can't
0: even have your brace pistols, yeah. which you which we are stupid said because
1: it's a thing. It's not at all. Yeah, it exactly. makes no sense. You you'll have to use to your. You'll be happy with your stuff. brace
0: pistols because we've told you that uh, you can't have short-barreled rifles, but we're gonna take away those too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But even our long. guys are gonna have like fully automatic MP5s and all this cool badass stuff. With,
1: this know. one was pretty uh, sad because Chris Pratt. I mean, eh. Again, it's like, why am I? Why am I even? I'm disappointed by like, why? Do, I don't. I don't know.
0: Never meet your heroes. Never meet your heroes. So Chris <laughs> Pratt.
1: Apparently, everybody knows him as the uh, conservative guy. He's uh, super religious, conservative. He's from Guardians of the Galaxy and Jurassic World. Star Lord. He's uh, said. In an interview with Esquire, he has 30 or 40 gun arsenal, and then he taught his then-wife, Anna Faris, uh, to shoot. But then after that, I guess he discussed the need for at least some common-sense gun regulation. So he's one of those, I believe in the pro-2A but But, Yeah. The end cap for Amber Heard is Johnny Depp. Apparently, he's really into guns, too. Uh, Grew up shooting. And what else? Robert Downey Jr. That's surprising. Hmm. Oh well, Robert, Robert Downey, Downey Jr. Jr. lost his right. This. He was yeah. yeah, he was convicted so, a felon
0: because of uh, drug use and yeah, he's a, he's a
1: felon, and uh, obviously he does apparently not. he's a
0: felon. I'm assuming he is. If he lost his I, guns. I mean, I've
1: seen his yeah. like uh, what's it called his uh, jail mug pictures sh- or whatever, yeah. his mugshots. Well, that doesn't mean anything, but yeah. yeah, everybody knows he's had troubles in the past, and apparently he does not have the right to have a gun anymore. So now he kind of wishes he had it back. Yep. Um, Jennifer Lawrence. That's also weird because I thought she was super woke. Well, the problem is a
0: lot of these people are, or they say they are, and again, it's rules for thee and not for me.
1: She said, "I think the problem is guns, not the entertainment industry." What is she talking about? I think that you know the blah 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 blah. Uh, there has to be a separation between politics and the entertainment industry, or we're going to suffer.
0: I don't even know what she's trying to say. Babe. I
1: have no idea. Yeah, yeah, but apparently she grew up with a shotgun, so maybe she's one of them Joe Biden.
0: She's one of those Joe Biden people. Joe Biden
1: people who fire
0: two blasts into the air. Yeah. Then Sorry. you have nothing left because you, you had a double-barrel shotgun unless you get one of those cool triple-barrel shotguns. Yes. So.
1: Uh, no surprise on this one, Bruce Willis. We talked about Bruce a lot last time. does uh, he have a cool quote? If you take away... Gu- yeah, he does. If you take guns away from legal gun owners, then the only people who have guns would be the bad guys. Yeah. He gets it. Uh, it's not that complicated, folks. Uh, Steven Spielberg.
0: Yeah, apparently he's got a lot of guns.
1: Apparently he's got uh, a crap ton of guns. Mm-hmm. Tom Selleck, uh, Ice-T. Uh, well, T-A. Tom
0: Selleck we know has always been very active as an ad- activist. So he's uh, he's been a friend of yeah, the Yeah,
1: Ice-T had a really good quote too. Uh, he's a liberal, but his quote is pretty pro-2A. The right to bear arms is because that's the last form of defense against tyranny. Not to hunt. He also gets it. So, see, it shouldn't be a party line thing. So, I wonder how he feels about uh, his his party being. I'm pretty anti-gun. sure that
0: I'm pretty sure he voted for Biden. Yeah, <laughs> if we look things up. So that's the unfortunate thing that we need to. Uh, yeah, we need to call it the hypocrisy. We need to. We almost need to emphasize this stuff too because we need to hold celebrities accountable within the left. So you almost need to throw these people under the bus on their own side because I'm sure most. Um, most people would uh, would assume, oh yeah, all of these celebrities are totally anti-gun. They're on our side. It's like, no, they're actually for themselves. So you need to call them out as hypocrites. So either they need to pr- repudiate all their crap and drink their own medicine, or they need to get with the program and realize they're on the wrong side. So knowing who is pro-gun, you know, or pro-pro-gun uh, but pro to a but whatever is important because sometimes you want to expose those people if they're on the other side. Because it's like, well, hey, you're talking about espousing gun rights over here in a way, even if it's only for you. But you're pushing all this other stuff. So you're a fraud and the people that you associate with should know that you're a fraud. Now, some of them may not care. G-Webs
1: in the chat says Hollywood folks who play roles for a living might know what to say in an interview. Only a few really are living the gun life and few are vocal pro two way. I agree with that. But at this point in time, I would have a hard time believing that anyone would in Hollywood would talk about guns openly because there's going to be kickback. Yeah. Like I was going on about Gina, who is no longer on my crap list. <laughs> uh, she's back into the. Hopefully, she's a pro. Two A person. Yep. Um. I lost my article. I.
0: I his Libertarian Judiciary to Carrie said. I. I. I would believe that based on that statement.
1: Yeah, um, that's not a pretty pro two A. Yeah. Uh, Eva Longoria grew up in Texas on a ranch, so she's got guns.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and. <laughs> Eva Longoria.
1: Donald J. Trump's on the list. Uh, Trump said in 2012.
0: Trump, uh, Trump supposedly owns an HK-45. Yes,
1: an HK-45 mm-hmm. and a 38 caliber Smith & Wesson revolver. Yep. Uh, but we all know, you know, how we feel about Trump mm-hmm. and gun stuff. Uh, Miranda Lambert. She's a country girl. Yep. Uh, she's... She loves the Second Amendment. I carry a weapon. I got a death threat a few years ago and I was really scared, but I don't want bodyguards. I am Mm. my own security. She has a song called Time to Get a Gun. I don't know. I don't listen to country (laughs) music, but that sounds cool. Samuel L. Jackson? Really? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, uh, Well, he believes in his right to have one. Yeah, of course. He said uh, if anyone tries to break into his house, he would say, get the F out of my house. I have a gun. Oh. A big tongue of fire will come out at the end of this weapon. Oh, maybe he did. He says he also advocated for the Second Amendment by describing the tension in 1963 after John F. Kennedy's assassination. And I quote, In a black community, everybody was loading their guns because we were just sure that, okay, they killed Kennedy. The Klan is coming for us. I don't know if that's really, truly advocating for the Second Amendment, but it is at least understanding the need for guns. It would understand what
0: the Second Amendment is for. Yeah. And Uh, and I think the problem is that these people... The industry has been pulled so far into the into progressivism and in their own thing that uh, people just don't care. And I think they just take it for granted. Like, I'll always have my stuff, so I don't care.
1: Yeah, for sure. That's really
0: what it comes down to.
1: Uh, no surprise here, Clint Eastwood. I love this quote. I actually saw it um, on Instagram a mm-hmm. couple days ago on someone else's page. They made a cool, like, little meme thing out of it. This is a great quote. I have a very strict gun control policy. If there's a gun around, I want to be in control of it. <laughs> That's great.
0: Oh, uh, That is a good one.
1: Uh, what else? Ben Affleck. All, I'm sorry, but I can't think of Ben Affleck without seeing that meme of him where he's like smoking outside looking like done with life. That's yeah. Ben Affleck to me. Um, let's see. He's a Californian. And he says he's a liberal. Okay. And oh, he was, this was in an interview about, yeah. with Bill Maher. And he said, in California, anyway, you can shoot an intruder in your home. And um, he said, I uh, I do own a gun. And Mar responded, so do I. For that same exact reason, I'm not disarming unilaterally. So liberals with guns.
0: Yeah, that seems to be the story, and we know all about it. So uh, we just have to we just have to bring it up. You know, that's how it's got to be. Madonna. Call people out. Uh, uh, call call them out. Show the hypocrisy. Bring it up with all of them. And
1: if I if I see another one of these people that I'm seeing on this list say anything, I'm going to be like comment section. uh I thought you were a gun person. Well, Why don't you start with you then? Yeah. You give up yours. Exactly. If you feel that way. Exactly. But of course, they're not going to.
0: No, of course not. And we've always known this is a battle that we've been fighting since time immemorial. I think the only thing that we can do now is like G-Web said or, or like G-Web mentioned, I, I said is you tar- try to take away their credibility on their own side too. Mm-hmm. Because if they were drinking the Kool-Aid, if they were really tr- if they were really doing everything that they cared about, uh, then, you know, they wouldn't be standing for the things that they believe in. Undermining other people's rights. So we need to call them out for the fact that they live in their ivory towers, that they're celebrities, that they have all these privileges. You know, we almost need to use the language and the words against them. Because, um... That's what's effective. Is so you- that
1: seriously what I see on my chat? <laughs> F off, okay. You are a joke. <laughs> I'm not even gonna bring you up. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh man.
0: So, uh, but you know, we've we gotta try to uh, we gotta try to bridge that gap. Call people out for being hypocrites. At
1: least I know my guns. So you don't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Madonna apparently likes guns. Do, do you
0: know? Long. Do you know about AR-15s that they can blow blow things like? Yeah, they, can. they
1: got a big ass kick, don't they?
0: Yeah. Oh man, I, I gotta tell you, if you guys know anything about two two three and five five six, the recoil is absolutely incredible on an AR-15. If you guys haven't shot one, if you guys don't know where I'm going or where I'm going, you you, you can see it. Uh, but uh, yeah, so AR-15s have extreme recoil. Argo J, you can jump in here anytime if you want to bring it up. <laughs> but hey, again, we advocate for everybody's Second Amendment rights, so it is what it, is, it, but, is, what it uh, is. But be responsible. Be responsible. Get your knowledge out there because there are people out there that are going to try to exploit you, make fun of you if you don't uh, behave responsibly and you don't, uh, you know, portray, uh, convey information responsibly. Mm-hmm. so that's the way that it is but
1: yeah um, i'm gonna skim some of these because they're obvious dean kane vince vaughn i actually recently saw that vince vaughn was pro toA. i had no idea because you mm-hmm. know i don't know what do i know about celebrities uh but he's very pro to a i support people having a gun in public full stop not just in your home we don't have the right to bear arms because of burglars we have the right to bear arms to resist the supreme power of the corrupt An abusive government it's not about duck hunting it's about the ability of the individual the same reason we have freedom of speech kudos to him um Charles Barkley Dolly Parton Demi Moore apparently pictures of her shooting an AR and that's it
0: if you guys know anything I I, want to take a segue back here to last week uh if if we we talked about the guns of die hard and one of the guns of die hard I believe was the Styre og and if you guys know what type of form factor of gun is the Styre og uh I think it has a lot of kick. What's a gun with a lot of kick? It's called a bull a, bull, is it a bullpup. pup? Oh, that's right. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so pup, so you have a lot of kick. So, that's awesome. <laughs> Sorry for those of you that aren't listening. I apologize. There's an inside joke going on in the chat right now that is absolutely priceless uh, that I wish you all could be involved in. But uh, it'll be an inside joke for those of us that uh, that watch the show live and catch up on the chat. But
1: Sorry for the, the, the auditory. The, yeah, yeah. The,
0: the strange segues there and getting off topic. But if you guys know anything about the things that we're talking about, look up specific quotes online. You know where we're going.
1: Uh, so. Do you want the link to the article that mm. I'm
0: reading? Oh, yeah. Let's post that. This is off of uh, Zed? Life Zed. I believe that's uh, Laura Ingram's website, if I am not mistaken. So take, uh, take it as you will, uh, the source. But, hey, it's out there. And, again, use it more as a resource to call these people out for their hypocrisy because I doubt that most of these people, with the exception of uh, Chuck Norris, uh, and a couple of others are really pro uh, pro rights and uh, Second Amendment. So,
1: yeah. So, have we reached the Constitution segment?
0: I think we have. So uh, today, we're, we're this is going to be a little bit different because this actually has uh, some significance to what we're doing. Where's my Constitution? With it today? Here it is. Um, because the Twenty First Amendment actually is the uh, repealing of prohibition. So we know the prohibition and the gangster lifestyle, and the crime and the organized crime that was a result of the banning of alcohol, was uh, um, was one of the uh, was one of the reasons that led strictly to the NFA. You know, obviously the feds were fighting against gangster culture, the mob, organized crime, uh, not being able to keep their own weapons and armories protected. So they blamed it on the little people and said that we couldn't own firearms with barrels of uh, less than 16 inches and other features this so this obviously uh, coupled with the uh, gun control act of 1968 have created the world that we live in today uh along with a few other things and obviously the uh uh alcohol the bureau of alcohol tobacco and firearms enforcement trying to infringe on other laws with uh regulations that were never passed in congress so hmm. so yeah so that, that's just a little bit of uh, background on the NFA. Let's let's bring it up the article here. So, National Firearms Act, which we should all be pretty uh, pretty much <laughs> uh, familiar with, was passed in nineteen thirty four and enacted on June twenty sixth, nineteen thirty four. Uh, it placed a two hundred dollar tax stamp on any prohibited weapons so that would be short barrel shotguns, short barrel rifles, uh, silencers, sound mufflers, uh, <clears throat> all the good stuff, uh, basically. Uh, which at the time was around, you know, it would be $4,000 today. And I believe that they chose $200. It wasn't necessarily an arbitrary number. It's because the firearm that really epitomized gangster culture back then was the Thompson submachine gun. And it was one of the most expensive, if not the most expensive firearm that you could get at the time, and it was around $200, uh, which seems about right because when you think about high-end firearms and things like that, two dollars to $4,000 is what you kind of think of for top-level firearm, uh, at least today. So uh, that's pretty much how the NFA got acted and then it was a result of prohibition. So you can see how government regulation a lot of times leads to unforeseen consequences. Uh, you could say that the obviously the current war on drugs, maybe there's a lot of people that agree with it, my opinions have changed on it, have obviously led to organized crime, it's led to uh, the deterioration of urban communities in in the United States. If you know a little bit more about Iran-Contra and some of the consequences that led uh, with that, um, <clears throat> that led from that, and and the drug war, we're kind of seeing a lot of the same things with the cartels empowered and, and things like that. It's kind of the modern uh, gangster movement. Um, so yes, and G. Webbs brings up that they also did want to include handguns. I think yeah, actually they were. Too. I believe they were actually more adamant about handguns at the time because of their concealability. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But then people were like, that's absolutely preposterous. You can't get away with that. So they, they didn't because that would have been a bridge too far at the time. And thank goodness they didn't go that far. Uh, and you'll actually see, this is a little side note that doesn't have to do with the United States. A lot of the gun laws in Great Britain, which was very open at the time too, uh, were enacted in like 1935 and 1936. So you can see the direct correlation from when the United States really cracked down on the Second Amendment and when other uh, European countries started doing the same thing. So they kind of followed suit because there was actually a great history of of gun ownership and, and arms ownership in Great Britain and actually the uh, Second Amendment comes from um, older writings in British common law. I forgot which king that wrote it that essentially said that every man was expected to have his sword, uh, sword and shield uh, at the ready and they had needed to maintain it. So you were actually required uh, the Second Amendment was almost compulsory in um, in Great Britain a few hundred years ago, and it's funny to see how far they've fallen uh, in comparison to even us, which we based a lot of you know our founding principles on older British principles. But anyway, back to the Twenty-First uh, Amendment. I'm going to go over it in in English first, and Joe will go over it in Spanish. Obviously, this does not apply anymore, but it still ex- well, obviously it exists. Uh, but it's uh, something that we don't really worry about anymore. So the 21st Amendment, Section 1, the 18th Article of Amendment to the Constitution of the United States is hereby repealed. Section 2, the transportation or importation into any state, territory, or possession of the United States for delivery of or use therein of intoxicating liquors in violation of the laws therein is hereby prohibited. Blah, blah, blah. This article shall be inoperative unless it shall be have been ratified as an amendment to the Constitution by conventions in the several states as provided in the Constitution within seven years from the date of the submission here of, of of to the states by the Congress. So that repealed the 18th Amendment, but the 18th Amendment still technically exists. You guys have to remember that uh, amendments don't just disappear. They're there. They've, they're just superseded and uh, by other amendments if they're repealed by them. No, technically they're still there.
1: Yeah. Uh, enmienda número 21, sección 1, queda derogado por el presente el decimo octavo de los artículos de enmienda de la Constitución de los Estados Unidos. Sección 2, se prohíbe por el presente que se transporte o importen licores embriagantes a cualquier estado, territorio o posea, posea posesión de los Estados Unidos para ser entregados o utilizados en su interior con violación de sus respectivas leyes. Sección 3. Este artículo quedará sin efecto a menos de que sea ratificado como enmienda a la Constitución por convenciones que se celebrarán en los diversos estados en la forma prevista por la constitución dentro de los siete años siguientes a la fecha en que el congreso los someto a los estados. Awesome. Well, there you have it.
0: There you go. That's the 21st Amendment to the Constitution. Uh, so next week, I don't know what we're going to talk about next week. We're getting to the new year, so we will definitely start uh, getting some guests on the docket.
1: Think things, well, there's... What? Current events. Then we might have to. Oh, talk oh no, about there's definitely going to be
0: plenty of things to talk about. Uh, so we don't have any guests lined up uh, right now, but we'll see. There are a few people that we definitely want. We're in the to, talks uh, to have some people on to bring some people on. To we uh, we definitely, like we said, we've we've been talking about this for a long time, but we want to start doing uh, other segments in the show. Whether that's us streaming and playing video games and talking about the issues that we uh, that we talk about here on the show, while trying to bring in different demographic. Or even bring in other people that might be in the community that enjoy playing video games too. In and we can talk about, uh, you know, kind of like an off-topic lounge where you know we we uh, we uh, shoot some things virtually in games or play some games and talk about Second Amendment uh, freedom and all that good stuff.
1: There's a, an um, event in Florida that we're thinking about going to. Did yes, go the
0: Florida Firearms Industry and Range Expo. It's on January 22nd. Uh, we will speak with G-Webs. He's got some more information about that. Uh, it's only about an hour and a half from us in Immokalee, Florida. Uh, that's almost to the west coast near where Maples is, a little bit inside. So uh, so we'll we'll check that out. We'll, we'll uh, most definitely go, and we'll see what we can do, whether uh, it's filming or, or getting involved in, in other ways. So G-Webs, we'll, we'll uh, get in touch with you as soon as we can about that. Uh, and and see what we can do.
1: Uh, we mentioned it before we do have a subscribe star yeah if you want to see our channel grow and see us do more things outside in the real world
0: yep because obviously now things are tough with traveling and things like that but there's still events that we want to go to we want to be able to cover them uh, show things off so if you want to support the show you want to support the channel any way you can uh, it's the link is uh, subscribestar.com let me bring it up yeah. And uh, another thing that I would encourage you guys to do is sir, getting into crypto. Uh, if you haven't seen Bitcoin, it exploded.
1: Bitcoin is exploding, it's guys. It's never too
0: late to get into it. Obviously, I think too late. <laughs> affording, uh, affording one Bitcoin is probably really tough right now. But um, if you can get one you know, fraction of it, throw some, some cash in there. If you've got some extra cash, it's another asset. So uh, I would definitely encourage you all to do that. Uh, We'll start a crypto wallet, too, because, you know, we need to look for anything that takes away centralization, too. I don't think the cryptocurrency is the be-all end-all, because if society collapses, what good is anything electronic? But uh, it gives you another asset today. Stocks and money is printed out the wazoo, and there's really no physical backing to it. So crypto is just as valid as anything else. Um, But, you know. Uh, definitely start crypto. We'll start a crypto wallet, too. If anybody's into that, you can, um, you know, uh, invest with crypto as well. Instead of just a
1: subscribe star.
0: Since that's another form of freedom, uh, as far as I'm concerned.
1: But, yeah, so. but yeah this uh, upcoming show, the Florida show. Yes. should have. Uh, it's like a mini local shot show. That's the. Yes. If you guys are in
0: Florida. So it's the fire expo, I think fire expo bullets
1: greater than bitcoin says 42 chilled yeah uh, yeah i agree i too, uh, no. i saw coleon put a, a a meme of of you know like the the girl and the guy texting each other and she says he says i spent all my uh my stimulus stimulus money on on guns and i was like i took that and i scratched out guns and wrote ammo because that's true mm-hmm just Bought some ammo, I'm waiting for it to come in, but I'm very excited about that. I was crying a little bit about the money I spent, but it's well worth it. Yeah. So hopefully at some point this year, we'll actually have some uh, shooting content because that'd be fun for everyone, including myself.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. And uh, here's the expo, I brought it up. I'm gonna bring it up here. Oh, that's the subscribe star page if you guys are interested in that. Uh, The expo is over here, copy put it on that page
1: yeah, the Florida we'll firearms maybe.
0: industry range Expo Fire 2021 it's only 20 bucks to go um it's on, a, on an abandoned prison it seems like they're gonna have the tactical games there which is pretty cool uh we used to be in the Spartan race and those off I guess off-road races but it's not with a car <laughs> I mean um you know trail races trail running and things like that the tactical games is a lot like that but with guns so it's pretty cool I know that some uh, some gun tubers like uh, Kit Badger, Ivan with Kit Badger, he's done the tactical games. Um, a few other people have too that they have channels. Seems like a really cool event. Um, so should be pretty sweet. Um, seems more like a law enforcement event. So hey, maybe we can go there and see what the deal is. It's an industry event. Um, well, sometimes you go in naive and, and you just ask for stuff and people are, are cool and receptive. That's been our experience, so we'll see what we can do. And see if we can bring you all some coverage of that but uh yeah that's, that's what we've got, got planned uh stay tuned with us every week every uh, sunday every sunday rain PM, or shine we'll, yes let migraines know. are not
1: Joe'll be here IVR yes. uh, in my arm i'll be here sorry if i was a little too quiet tonight guys
0: definitely uh and uh yeah let us know spread the word if you've got uh news that you want to bring up anything in the chat we love you guys you're part of what makes the show awesome Uh, So we really appreciate everything that you guys do for us and uh, for staying tuned. So thank you very much. And uh, we'll see you next week.
1: We'll see you next week.
0: Take care.